Hello, everybody, and welcome to Who Are You and What Do You Do? I am your host, as always, Chris Golian, and today I'm here with the Clerk of Council, uh, Fajabi Gal. Fajabi, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Chris? <laughs> uh, I'm always excited to be in the podcast studio and talking to various people within the city about you know who they are and what do they do. So, Clerk of Council, why don't you talk to us a little bit about some of your day-to-day responsibilities and what exactly that role means? Well, the Clerk of Council is... I guess you can kind of call it the middle person. <laughs> okay. Um, so the clerk council is the liaison between the residents and council, and then um, this administration and also council too as well. So we help with all the correspondence that council receives. We also um, make sure we keep um, all accurate um, minutes as well as any other um, information that is actually submitted to the office too as well. So we have like files and files of documents all the way to 1960. So I'm pretty sure if anybody really wanted to find something, we might be able to find it. There you go. So you have the, you're the holder of all that information. And so do you find that to be difficult that, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that fall under your your job category with that, and you're constantly dealing with different people and things like that. So does that present a, you know, a challenge to you? Um, I won't say a challenge. It brings the excitement on because you get to meet different people as well as you learn different things that you never um, heard of or seen um, that's in the city of Brunswick. My follow-up question to that sort of is, have you always done work like this or you know, did you work in a different sector of things before? Or? In 2015, um, I became the assistant clerk of council for the city of Oberlin. And then um, in 2017, I took on coming to the city of Brunswick as the clerk of council. How does that compare, working in Oberlin and then working in Brunswick? I will say Oberlin is about 8,000 population, so, <laughs> so dealing with Brunswick, it's, it's a huge um, difference with population-wise. Um, from council to the way the government is run, um, both still a city manager form of government, and the involvement is huge in both cities. So it's it's not a complete difference, but you can tell in um, population-wise. Yeah, obviously those numbers, I mean, that's, that's quite a contrast yes. between Brunswick and Oberlin. So, yeah, that, that makes you a little bit more busy. So what so what uh, sort of led to you to pursue this type of career path? Did you always have, you know, were you involved in government or wanted to be involved in government? Or, you know, sort of what led you here? Um, so no one ever... Um, put in their mind that they want to grow up to be a clerk of council. However, <laughs> um, it's the history that actually um, drawn me towards um, being in this position. With the city of Oberlin, um, they had records going back to the 50s. And then coming here, um, learning how the city became um, a municipality um, just even intrigued me more. <laughs> okay, so did you study history perhaps in college? Or no, I just... hated it. Really? <laughs> That's even better then. That's even better. So what did you study in college? Where did you go to college? That's something that usually comes up on in these chats. So I started off in um, Florida at University of Central Florida okay. and then um, moved up here. <laughs> um, finished off with my bachelor's at Kent State University and got my business management degree. So where are you from originally? Um, New York City. <laughs> Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. So, like, in New York City? Or? Yeah. So, um, 
well, I was born in Queens, okay. um, spent majority of my childhood in Brooklyn, and then moved from New York to Florida. You talked about dealing a lot with with being a you know dealing with the public and things like that. As th- things have become more accessible, and obviously you're an intermediate between you know council and the administration and council and the public. You know, have you found it that people are getting in touch with you more now, or is it kind of the same amount of of interaction with the public and things like that? As of right now, the um, interaction is um, is about the same. However, um, I do want to, I don't want it to go away, but (laughs) I do predict that once we're able to get all of our um, documents, which is the legislations and stuff, more accessible to the, for the club, for the public to be able (laughs) to um, access those documents easier online, I would say the the interaction will probably go down a tiny bit, <laughs> not that much. But I know there's a few stuff with technology changing every day. We are looking at different options of how um, the residents can actually get to these documents quicker. Some of that we saw during the pandemic, we had to make those adjustments and you, you know, we had to kind of think on our feet like that. You know, the other thing is you have a variety of responsibilities during these council meetings. So talk to us a little bit about what you do during those council meetings. So during the council meetings, I have to um, do roll call as well as um, making sure the votes are um, accurate when it's done and call if it was adopted, suspended, or um, which sometimes this can happen if they tabled it or um, it does not get us uh, adopted. (laughs) How fast can you write? (laughs) Because I always wonder that as somebody who's in on those meetings, always taking notes and things like that. So how, how quickly, you know, have you adopted your own system for that or to kind of keep things accurate and you know, legible and everything <laughs> like that? So if you look at my documents on the day of a meeting, it is chicken scratch. But um, other than that, um, I have adopted a um, process that works for me. to, And then <laughs> the next following day to be able to have the public able to review it I would have to like re, um, review it and go ahead and redo everything that I. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I have my notes out here, and it's just terrible. My penmanship has always been bad, so uh, I always wonder about that because there's a lot of things happening all at once, and it's not only that you're just responsible for the minutes, but you're also actively, you know, calling on the members, taking down the vote, and. You know, you also do a lot of reading of, you know, legislation in those meetings. So my other question is there is how many times do you, you know, how do you prepare? Do you read a a lot of that stuff beforehand or is it more spontaneous? So if I do not look over the titles of all the legislations before the meeting, it is noticeable. (laughs) (laughs) And if I do look over the um, titles of all the meetings and review them and actually read them myself out loud before the meetings, then it's not noticeable that I did not. So I, I try to um, look at all the legislations. Um, I look at them anyways when trying to make the council packet available to everyone. However, pretty much I'll go back through the agenda again and try to look at the titles before the meeting. Yeah, because a lot of those, and they have to be, I understand that, but a lot, very wordy. Yeah. And there's a lot of very certain phrases, and you you, you don't want to get those things wrong, yes. obviously. So and you want to make sure you're clear, concise. So I figure there's a lot of preparation. I come from a sports background, so the, the game tape and things like that's important. So obviously 
that's why I look at that and like, oh, we got to review it. You know, got to go over the tape, so to speak, and re, you know, read through everything. I'll save this as as we sort of you know maybe get towards wrapping things up here. What aspects of your job do you enjoy the most? The people. I do. Um, I enjoy the people. Um, I enjoy assisting them in getting getting them to where they need to go, as well as getting the information that it, um, they are requesting. I enjoy it. So that's great to great to hear. Obviously, is obviously very genuine to response there. You didn't even have didn't think about that whatsoever, and so I like to hear that as well. So this was episode eight of Who Are You and What Do You Do. Be sure to check out the rest of our shows on bat.vibit.com. You know, be sure to like and subscribe on all podcast platforms. So until next time, everybody, we'll see you.